This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. The Access Internet Radio app is out now. Tune into Free FM. Keep tabs on the latest podcast episodes to stream or download. Search our content by language or category. You can even check out our colleagues at 10 other New Zealand community access radio stations. Grab it now from Apple's App Store or Google Play. Install, launch, and select Free FM from the stations listed. The Access Internet Radio app, your portal to Free FM's great independent community media content. Slackadaisical. There's a word for you, Max. Good morning, mate. <laughs> Oh man, don't you dare start me on power trios. <laughs> power. That's fighting talk where I come from. Yeah, good morning to you. Good morning to you, power trios. We could say that politically, couldn't we? We could say uh, Labour, New Zealand First and Greens. There's a, there's a beautiful power trio. Well, that's not the one I'm thinking of. But yeah, you could go down that road. But uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things I think is uh, unfolding at the moment, which I find uh, really interesting, is this whole change in the environment. We're almost in December. It's almost Christmas. And mm. we've got better things to think about than uh, some of the issues that have been in the media over recent weeks and recent oh, months. You are so right. You are so right. I think, I think everyone's quite exhausted after this year, it would be fair to say. Um, when you say changes to the environment, what are you, what are you talking about there, mate? Well, this weekend, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a major confession in, in the Waikato Times column uh, that comes out on Saturday, and you can get your next copy. <laughs> <laughs> Sly plug. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a minor plug there. Just, uh, what do they call that? That's uh, in, in film or in entertainment? Or in, Sand bucketing. Uh, Sand bucketing. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to confess that, you know, I'm a bit of a hoarder. And I grew up with my dad, who was worse than I am. Mm. And one of the things that's happening at my place is a lot of friends are upgrading their phones and their tablets and their other bits and bobs and bits and pieces. And I seem to be inheriting these pieces of outdated junk, which mm. is a lot of fun. I mean, they're still going and they're still working and I can actually have a bit of fun with them. But it's getting to a point now where I think there is a lot of electronic stuff that is going to be discarded this Christmas. Mm. Because it's upgrade time. And what's going to happen with that old junk? Because I've got a stack of it here, and I don't know what to do with it. It, mm. it, it works. It works perfectly well. But it, there's just too much of it. And I think we're now in this endless cycle of uh, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. But we haven't figured out what to do with the downgrade stuff. Where does it go? What, do you have an idea what council might offer by way of electronic uh, uh, recycling? Uh, council itself doesn't have anything at this stage. I know when the new rubbish scheme comes in, there will be more collection points. There is a, There are a couple of things that you can do locally. Um, if you go to GoEco here... Uh, they are really, really good. What they do is they, they, you know, they charge you a small amount and they'll take it away. And there's an outfit in Tokoroa, actually, who use um, a lot of special needs people uh, to oh. strip down stuff, take out copper wire. Um, there's a couple of old guys down there. Oh, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? But there's a couple of elderly gentlemen who have got a, a, an amazing thing going down there where they basically reconstitute, I think it's close to 100% of all the, all the stuff. Um, it costs you, I think you'd spend about 50 bucks getting rid of some of your stuff. But if you know, you, that's, yeah, it's, really it's not bad to get rid of the guilt, you know, of, of having this stuff lying around in landfill, and that's what I'm suffering from. I think I've got a uh, an affliction that that uh, says that you have this electronic stuff, but I hate the thought of it just sitting in the ground. You know, yeah, we've got yeah. so much junk being produced now, and and I just worry that in the rush to get new stuff, that we are not thinking carefully about what to do with the old stuff mm, and that mm. to me is the great worry well we're, we're the throwaway society aren't we as little like we are with information with everything you you want it quick you want it now and you want it out there you want it's basically with a synthetic society almost don't we 
Hey, look, that's a good phrase. And let me share this very, very old story with you. Mm. And it comes from when you were a primary school when I was about eight or nine or ten years old. And I've always remembered this because it's my first exposure to a throwaway society. Now, you've got to go back to the middle 70s for this one. In fact, early 70s for this one. And uh, we had our bikes and uh, I had my rally chopper and the tire was flat. So I went down to Pin Cycles, as it was then, down in Hamilton North on the corner there. And I got one of the retubing kits so I could actually fix the tube and get it pumped up and, and go back to riding around Whittier or School on my rally chopper. Mm-hmm. But we had an American boy in our class, and he was the first American that I'd ever met in the flesh. You know, we just watched uh, TV for American stuff. We didn't actually have Americans in our, in our lives. But <laughs> this guy came up to me and said, well... You know, and my name at that time was Craig. So he came to me and said, Craig, why did you repair um, the bike? Why don't you just go and buy a new one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, why didn't you go and buy a new tire? Why, why did you repair it? And that was the first exposure to thinking that said, you just throw stuff away and then go and buy another one. And not in New Zealand, we repaired stuff. Oh, I know, I know. And I wonder if we're going to get to that. That's Boy, you've, you've opened up a can of worms here. Um, this is really interesting. Uh, can I take you down the road of this? This is this is going to seem really strange to you. You know this bicycle initiative that the government's putting about twenty million dollars into, right? Yep. Uh, getting kids on bikes. Half of it, complete waste of money. You know why? Because they're talking about buying new bikes. Oh no! As a, as a father, I have gotten rid of about seven bikes now because kids have grown out of them. They just yeah. grow out, and there's nowhere to take them. You can't get any money for them on Trade Me. There's nowhere to take them. So what I reckon we ought to do is actually send them off to schools, right? Send the bikes when they've you know grown up. Put a big container of them. Send them off to uh, middle schools and high schools. Teach the kids to fix these jolly things. Do them up, and then give those bikes to lower decile schools. So that gives those you know recycles the bikes. So you're recycling the cycles, as it were, and 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 on it goes. So when they grow out of it, they move away. And what you do is you give these kids if you like, credits for riding the bikes to school. So they earn the bikes by riding the bikes to and from school. So you'd, you'd get, say, 50 points for riding your bike to and from school for a week. And after 500 points, the bike's yours. And then once it's finished, you get rid of it and you get another one through that scheme. There's all these bikes, but they're just going into the ground. Where on earth did you get that idea from? It's brilliant. Uh, too much coffee at a Treffins conference, to be honest. I, was, that's, you know, I just thought, well, why not? Mark Bunting, that is an absolutely outrageously great idea. Why can't we make that happen? Well, we can. We can. We're just going to find the right people to talk to. I'm well, I, I know a column writer in the Waikato Times who might be actually keen to promote oh, that idea. Oh, crikey. Look at us. We've just, we've just got ourselves stimulated. Let's start that. Let's do it. Let's do it. What a fantastic idea. Because the thing that I've always been concerned about, if you've, if you've actually seen the overseas news... In China, they have got mountains, stockpiles of these bikes. Yeah, yeah. That they can't, they can't get, literally mountains of the things that they can't get rid of, and they're just they're perfectly useful. And I looked at that and thought, you know, why don't you bring them down here? We've got kids with <laughs> up bikes. They would love to have them. Exactly, and, and that's the thing. A lot of kids, even though bikes are sometimes as cheap as chips these days and, and of questionable yeah. quantity, still can't get their hands on them, and that's the problem. That's why they're not biking. You know, so look when when I was small, my older sister said to me that I started to get a little bit of confidence because I've never been a confident guy or a confident kid, to be honest. But when I was little, I got some confidence uh, when I got my first bike and mm, I learned how mm, to ride. Mm. And and I can remember that first bike, and it was a big deal because there was this whole point of actually being 
able to go somewhere, even though it was just around the block or down the drive. But yeah. it really does change the personality of kids once they get their first wheels. Oh, I fully agree. And it's your confidence. It's, it's the same as getting your car, isn't it? It's, suddenly you've got independence, oh, yeah. you know. And, yeah. you know, I've got a couple of teenage daughters who didn't bike much at all. And so dri- getting a driver's license to them is just a major, um, what do you call it, a sea change in their lives, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas I thought, oh, no big deal, really, because I could bike about 10 miles or, you know, 20 k's if I had to, um, you know, because I was a confident cyclist. So I don't need a car, but, you know, and I, th- I think my son hopefully will be of that sort of ilk, you know, where he's got a bike and he's, mm. he's got that independence. So it is, yeah, it's a major sea change. And, mm-hmm. and bring it on, I say, and all, all we've got to do as a council is provide nice, nice, safe tracks for them to get on so they don't get killed on the way to school and we're sorted. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think there's something in that. And uh, I think, in part, the one thing we don't have here, which is probably one of the great setbacks, is the weather that allows you to bike year-round. Mm. And that would be the, the determinant of whether you know, cycling projects actually work. Well, that's a but real yeah, simple one, the, too. That's, I mean, that's a real simple one. We just find um, decent cycle gear that people can wear when it's wet. Yeah, Because uh, yeah. people in Canada, they cycle at, you know, minus 15 degrees easily. Oh, I mean, it's one of the things I, I come back to rugby, so I'm thinking, we, we don't know what fandom is. I saw footage, you know, last year, last Christmas. And there was snow at Old Trafford and Anfield, and the stadiums were still full of these guys going to watch their football matches, no matter what the weather is. <laughs> so uh, I think they're hardier yeah. types than us South Pacific people. But, yeah, yeah, but I think Mark, so. yeah, I love that idea. I'm going to write something about that, because I think there's so much merit in that idea. A, totally. it gets kids uh, in a healthy environment of riding and cycling and biking, which is what I loved doing when I was young. Mm-hmm. It gives them some confidence to be free. And the most important thing I think is, is there's a point of earning something that you can own. Yes. And that's, that's, that's fantastic. So I love the yep. idea. I'm going to write about that this week. Weekend. And don't forget, too, you've got that middle part where kids are fixing bikes for other kids. That, to me, is the key of it. You know, you've got kids actually learning to fix stuff, to do stuff up, and to pass it on. So it's, There's a real sense of satisfaction that comes with that, too. And that's yep. what I remember with this silly exchange between the American young guy in our class when I was about 10 or 11, yeah. and me thinking, well, I fixed my bike. I don't just go down and throw <laughs> stuff away. And then, you know, that was a good Kiwi kid at that stage. And, yeah. But now we are in this throwaway thing. We've imported so much of American culture that... Uh, you know, I think the throwaway thing is just a normal way to do it. Instead of going down and actually fixing your bike tyre, you actually have to go and buy a new one. So. Mate, let's make it our project. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to do it this weekend. You watch. We need to talk after this phone call. Good on you, mate. I love working with you. It is now uh, nine minutes to eight on Free FM. For more episodes of this Community Access Radio Show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.